everybody doing? Welcome to the Pink Cloud Nine Vodcast Family Show. All of a sudden, it's a family show. Like, it used to just be a show. Now it's a family show because when you come on the show, you are part of the Pink Cloud Nine family. We are brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, uh, cousins, aunts, uncles, and uh, we are all in this together trying to make it happen. Okay, so today... A special guest, an amazing, a really cool dude, person, a human being, the one, the only, Ezekiel. I think I said it right, and I'm sorry if I didn't. You tell us. Hi. Tell us about you and about your works and what you do and how you provide, you know, all kinds of uh, amazing, just, I can't wait to read everything that you have uh, coming out here in the near future right cheers well thank you thank you thank you for that thank you for the introduction well um i'm ezekiel um i've been writing i guess really since i've been a teenager and this is um and i've got sort of two stories to tell really but they're all intertwined wrapped into one so i've got a book that i'm debuting uh, later on this year it's called the nephilim and basically it's about the conspiracy of nephilim children um, it all centers around a real life event that happened early in the 20th century mm-hmm. um, when it, um, after the Spanish Civil War or during, yeah, after the Spanish, Spanish Civil War in Spain um, Franco started um, kidnapping um, the children of his opponents mm. to, to, quell, to quell the uprising and this happened in the early 1920s. Um, and then as Franco's regime died, the practice of, of stealing um, the children still continued. And it was a, it was a Spanish national um, sort of um, scandal all the way to the, 19, to the 1990s about Spain's missing children wow. been adopted, uh, um, they've been kidnapped and adopted and, and transported all over the world. And um, people were trying to understand what happened with them in sort of 10,000s and 10s and 20,000, maybe 30,000 children are estimated to have been kidnapped um, by Spain, um, Spain's Franco, Franco regime or the, or the remnants of that regime. So I decided that I got captured, enthralled with that, that idea, because everybody knows that, you know, uh, trafficking and and children going missing is a big deal. And I wanted to create sort of like a fiction around like what were the forces behind that? How, how you know, who, who was making that happen? How were these children disappearing? And I, I came up with uh, the eternal game yeah. was the answer. And, and, I, and I examined that very in, in, in close human detail through my book, um, The Nephilim. Okay, that's awesome. So how long have you been uh, studying this particular era and subject? Long time. Wow. Um, yeah. long, long time. That's I'm good. almost embarrassed to embarrass the subject. Well, you don't have to this say. is um this like most people who's um like most people who's never written a novel but always wanted to. Um, my story won't be uncommon. I've, I've, I've wanted to write this book. Yeah. Forever. Since my twenty, long okay. time ago, a couple of decades, couple of decades, couple of decades ago, and then um, 
I made a promise that I would get this written by the time I was 50, and I'm knocking on 50. So I thought, I better get this done. (laughs) Yeah, so when was the first time you ever heard about this story? Was it like in a college class or through friends or reading it Um, at home in a book? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was back. Uh, yeah, it was. It was back in college. It was um, a friend of mine, actually. He's still a friend of mine, um, Jay Astle, and um, he's he was a sort of like an amateur writer, and he came up with this idea of um, of Nephilim, and it became sort of like my my, my after um, my after studies pub conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear um, that. Him, him and I, and. Um, and then we started sort of making this whole world around it. But he was the writer at the time. I, I, I was doing my degree in, in, in media studies. And I think, actually, I was, I was on my first degree. I was on engineering at the time. And then, then I got rid of that and wanted to do something more creative. Um, so then I got into media. But um, anyway, he, um, he, we started back and forth with this idea. And then I told him, I was like, and I started using the idea in some of my assignments. Uh, some of, makes sense. So I was doing film stuff. I had some modules in film studies and animation and stuff like that and print. And I started using it, you know, as, as the basis and the um, aesthetic yeah. of, of, of some of my work. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write this one day, Jay. I'm going to write this. He was like, yeah, if you want to, go ahead. Mm-hmm. That was like 2000. <laughs> yeah, I had a I so had a, an, an idea that had been you know, and that's fine. You know, um, I like to ask that question because just because it's been you know fifty years since somebody hasn't written a book doesn't mean it can't happen or it's not going to happen. You know, the, you it's, it's not about time; it's about the application of right. It's that's very right. difficult. That's right. And, and what I'm excited about now is that um, I'm now at the point where I've been spending, you know, lockdown has been one of, has, has been horrible for a lot of people, but it was a real blessing for me last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it got me concentrated on getting some chapters pumped out of my book. It got me, um, it got me concentrated on, on creating the imagery and, and, and fleshing out the whole backstory of the eternal game and on and so I got together with an artist who's done loads of work for me, including the the, um, the packaging for the Eternal Game, my book cover, um, which is based on the same thing, um, the, the the cards, um, the, the tarot-like cards that you see. And then I got another artisan from South Africa who who created the um, the sacred geometry mm. and, and the constellations. And then recently I, I got a, I got um I connected with another guy here in the UK who who um who who combined all that and made animations for me um to make videos to put on to put on YouTube to start promote promoting the eternal game because on on um on March the 1st that's when I'll launch the eternal game on Kickstarter ah. and um it's going to be quite a, a luxury package if you will um, I'm partner. I'm partnering with um, Licorice Press, who do some really fine quality um, that's printing. That's good. And um, yeah, they, it's 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 going to be something. So I'm I'm trying to raise the money yeah. um, for this 
um, for for the printing of the Eternal game. The 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 cardstock is is like the finest. It's going to be really thick, fine cardstock. You know, six six twenty um, GSM. Um, it's going to have foil stamping. Um, it's going to have a perfect bound booklet. It's going to come with an A three size constellation map. Everything has been custom illustrated. All of it comes from my twisted mind, and it's been interpreted by the um, by the illustrators, who's you know who, who've absolutely gone through pain back and forth mm-hmm. to get every every inch and look in the cranny of the illustrations right. But I'm, I'm really proud of what we achieved. Um, we have to uh, raise a whole hunk of money um, to get it you know, um, to get it published. And this is why I want to just raise awareness of the creative project. Yeah. And, and hopefully people will get on board and see what I'm trying to do. And, and, and we'll back it and we'll say, you know what, this person's trying to do something different with black literature, um, with, um, with, with, with a black story. Because even though it's set in Spain and everything, the characters mm-hmm. are black characters. They're African Ooh. characters. They're of African descent. Ah. And, 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 and people of, of color. And so I'm, I'm telling the story um, from, that, um, from that perspective, if you will. Great. That's fabulous. I'm loving this. I can't wait. So uh, since you're going with Kickstarter, uh, I, I assume you are, have gone traditionally publishing the book with a publishing house? Or are you? Uh, have I gone traditional? No, I'm going. I'm going to self-publish. One oh, of my dreams okay. of um, doing this is that I've always wanted to do it myself. Gotcha. I've always wanted to do it myself because, um, it, and I think it's mainly because of the art, and I'm a bit of a control freak, <laughs> and and, yeah, really. and I wanted I wanted okay. full control and full ownership over everything that I do. Right, so, uh, right. Okay, so I thought, see, you just taught me something new because I thought that the Kickstarter was like something that was um, connected to publishing houses. And now it's oh, like, no. you can, anybody can no. kickstart. Anybody can kickstart anything at any time. I can kickstart something yep. right now. I'm not going to, but I can if I want to. So this is fabulous news. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, anybody can kickstart anything they want. Oh, interesting. I thought it was, like, exclusive, you know, only for, like, certain da-da-da. This is great. This is great news. Now I have another project. You do have professional people, like, um, like people who work at professional places that want to strike out their own creative thing, you know, away from the workplace. And and they do it and use their professional connections, obviously, to raise, you know, ridiculous amounts of money for an ambitious project. But I can honestly say that I'm just using my everyday, every week wages to to so far create the project. And it's absolutely done. I just need the money to get it expensively printed. Right. (laughs) I hear that. Yeah. And, and, and that's where Kickstarter comes in. Okay. And and when I Ooh. and when the book is ready to publish, the great thing about e publishing and the technology that we have these days is that e publishing is relatively cheap to do. Um, you, you you can do that with very little money. Um, it, it costs almost nothing to to e publish. But if you want to publish a hardback book, yeah, 
if you want to publish a hardback or a paperback book, even paperback is, you know, you can print on demand with paper, um, with, with, with loads of different paperback book publishers, you know, Blurb and there's, um, uh, there, there, there's another Ingram Spark, they're fantastic. Okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're absolutely fantastic for startup, you know, for startup self, um, self-publishing authors, you know, but if you wanted to do a hardback copy yeah. of your book, um, and I want to do a hard, and I've always envisioned my product as being um, a physical product. I've never, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll publish it ebook and I'll publish a paperback, but my vision for all of this has always been um, has always been hard copy. And my hard copies, if you, for one of a better phrase, is going to be a um, is going to be like the director's cut. Um, I've got artwork that's been done. Um, or if some of them are digital illustrations, some of them are oil paintings. I'm having paintings done right now for the book. Each chapter has book um, has has paintings that come with them. Um, you know that you know, and I, and I'm trying to even redefine the art associated as well with you know that comes with black authors and black books and things like that. So I'm, I'm, there's a lot. I'm, I'm, I've, I've got a lot of fires that I'm trying to burn all at once. <laughs> yeah, well. isn't it fun being an artist? Isn't it great? Just like, in, yeah. uh, you know, a literary artist, entertainment artist over here, you know, whatever artist, making art, creating art. It's just, I love it. So I'm glad that yeah. uh, we can have that in common as well. So, um, so with the self-publishing, the, one of the drawbacks is, from what I understand, is the marketing. How, yeah, the marketing. Uh, yeah, the marketing is like it's all on the author that self publishes. There is no no backing from the publishing house or, you know, so it's gonna be all on you. So you That's ready, right, yeah. you gonna conquer this, you gonna do it, you got a plan, you got a strategy strat you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what I just said, but you know what I mean. The strategy, yeah. Well, the strategy, tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got the tra- Yeah, I got a um, strategy slash tragedy. I guess in the making. I mean, I do have a, a plan of sorts. Obviously, I'm, I'm I'm embracing social media and all the platforms, and I'm getting my things out there. And the way and the angle that I'm going at it at the moment is that. I'm trying to draw people into the eternal game as if it's an intellectual puzzle. Okay. So, yeah, so cool. I, I'm trying to draw them in like it's an intellectual puzzle. Perfect. I want people to try to figure it out. That's the angle that I'm going from. And that's why um, in our previous conversation that we were having, and you were going, there's no pictures of you anywhere. Sure. I'm deliberately doing that. It's an intellectual puzzle. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I have to tell you, I, I'm a big fan and I take my inspiration when I'm writing and when I'm creating from not from modern books or, or modern authors. I, I'm a big fan of the classics. Yeah. You know, books that are 200 years old and older. Yeah. And and um and there's 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 a quote that I think it's by um Emily Bronte. Okay. Um, says that um, authors should be read and not heard. Gotcha. And. Yeah, and so I, I, I'm, I'm trying to take that approach. I'm trying to take that approach where right. I, I want my work to talk for itself and not, and I'll try to do very little of it and let people figure it out and seek me out because they're enthralled with the work and not 
that I'm putting myself forward and then they're finding out that, oh, you actually do some work. <laughs> I want it the other way around. Yeah. So I hear that. I got you. Yes. I know what you're talking about. I I feel I feel the the energy of the the going back in 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 time from history, getting that knowledge from there, and being like, yeah. Um, I find that a lot of authors are actually very introverted, which is fine. You know, um, I think that's why they're actually a lot of them are drawn to me because um, I'm like the opposite. I'm an extrovert, and I always want to be in in everything and everyone's face and stuff like that. And I think that a lot of authors see that like, wow, how is she able to do like that or be like that, you know? And so they feel connected or drawn to me, and and, and I love it. I love it. So I'm very grateful for all the authors I've worked with and all of the books that... I'm reading like 20 books right now. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But I'm also dyslexic and I have ADHD, so... You know, it's it's a process wow. for me. It it takes you know time. So, but uh, I can't wait to uh, see what you got going on, and uh, I can't wait to hear more about you and all of your work. So, thank you for everything that you do and for putting a uh, spotlight on that uh, topic and uh, all of the 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 children affected by that as well. So yeah. thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Um, remember what we say at Pink Cloud Nine Vodcast Family Show: no bullying, no cyberbullying, no being mean to other people or to yourself. Be nice to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Accept yourself, flaws and all. Also, take time to donate to charities. Children's Charities, and the elderly. They need love, too. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. Pink Cloud 9, out. Bye. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Glad to meet you. You, too. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Bye.